Oi, listeners! We got an apology to make. Um, as you can tell, you might have thought it was Voldemort, but it's not. Uh, I, I, me didn't. Me got busy, me did. Anyway, here's the episode. Oh, it's a bodacious Bob, and it's, it's, it's wonderful Willie, ain't it? It did, ain't this feel like home, boys? Ain't this feel like home, gents? I'm leaving now. Zed and whatnot. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Distractable. <laughs> what? I don't know, I was happening to wait over there. It's fine, ignore him. Well, I'm full screen right now because I'm the host, this is my episode. Wade wasn't even on screen, so nobody saw that. And if you're not watching on Spotify, you didn't see it either. Don't forget, you can watch the video version on the podcast on Spotify exclusively. So it's free, it's still free. Just don't... Anyway, I'm the host. My name's Bob. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts slash competitors slash friends, uh, Mark and Wade. Hi, I'm Mark, hobbyist YouTuber. I like to um, say that I'm learning Korean, but still haven't learned it yet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hoping to have a good time here. Hi guys, I'm Wade. I'm an American YouTuber speaking pure American here. Uh, got a new microphone and I thought I'd try it out today. So uh, good to see you boys. Something about that is deeply unsettling. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Wade currently has two fingers unceremoniously shoved into a relatively small pop filter. Well, you know, th- I can't find one to fit my microphone, so I just... Did you buy that to put onto your giant-ass microphone? It actually was one that someone recommended for it, and I ordered it and opened the box. It's the smallest thing I've ever seen. I know how big your mic is. That's not even remote yet. Here, shove three fingers inside of it. Oh, yeah, sure. Everyone go to Spotify right now to see what we're talking about. <laughs> Can you get four in there? Can you get four for me? Oh, it's a it's a tight squeeze, but we're in there, oh, boys. No. Nah, that's looking more just like a mitten. It was the two fingers that was the weirdest. I don't know why. It's like the world's most concerning fudgicle. <laughs> Is that what you call it? I, I left it in the oven too long. It, it got a little bit blackened. Uh. <laughs> Would you burn it in the oven? I burnt my fudgicle. Uh, back to you, Bob, in the studio. Uh, yeah, so as is tradition, I have a topic, then we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to do small talk. How's everybody doing? I'm, I have an office, guys. Look, remember how I was moving? Whoa! I a pile of shit in a room. Look at that! So that's exciting. Um, obviously, not quite operational, but I have an office. This is my office. This is where I will set up my crap. And next time we record, I might be on my actual computer again. Yay! Fingers not crossed because I'm stiff. Next time we record, I should have all kinds of stuff on the walls because they are they are fluffed up and today is the day they go up. You know, the instructions, I've seen the foam you got. The instructions do say soak in water, allow to fluff for three to five weeks. I don't know if you're <laughs> quite done waiting so for them yet. I didn't read the instructions about soaking in water and I was wondering what was taking. Some of the panels fluffed up real quick. <laughs> A couple did not. You just set them out dry and they just stayed perfectly vacuum sealed flat. Well, the first batch I ordered did have instructions that just said, give them like 24 to 48 hours to fluff up. And they did. So the second batch came in and I was like, it's going to be the same instructions. I'm not even going to bother reading. (laughs) Turns out those you're supposed to wet and 
Wait, no, that can't be right. No, you can't. What? I've never encountered any foam that you're supposed to wet. It's not the nice stuff that you get, Mark. Some of the cheap foams do say soak in water and allow them to puff up and, and air dry somewhere where there's ventilation. That doesn't make any sense, though. It gets like the wrinkles out because a lot of them, if you let them dry, they get like waves or they have like crushed corners or whatever. But that doesn't make any sense. Soak foam in water. Put it in dryer? What? What foam did you get? What weird ass foam did you get? Isn't some of that closed cell foam like really flammable? You put it, <laughs> put it in your dryer and see if your house burns down. I'm just, I'm just showing you the instructions I ignored for a week. Did you get prank foam, but you ordered it for yourself, so you just pranked yourself? I hang it on the wall and just makes fart noises. <laughs> 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 it actually somehow makes room sound and echo way worse. You hang it up and the next time you talk, it's just like, whoa, how's that even physically possible? I don't know where you shop, Wade, but it must be hilarious. Like that website has got to be just like full of good times. I tried to order the, the stuff I've got up right now. I tried to order the same stuff, but that seller is like, they've been gone for years. So I'm wondering... If I'm safe with the stuff on the walls. Well, the trick, the trick I've discovered, because I used to have walls that were completely covered in foam, like absolutely. That's actually worse for your sound environment because it's so dead. So it sounds wrong. Um, you almost have to add reverb in. So from then on, I, I just started doing like very minimal, uh, like 30 to 40% reverberation, decreasing thinner panels. And then just emphasizing on bass traps and stuff like yeah, that for corners. The, the bass traps is the key thing in most rooms, right? And then you just, if you have like a direct surface that will reflect into your microphone, you want to do that, but. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, you, you know all about this being a YouTuber for so long, right? Sure, yeah. I'm a professional YouTuber, not a hobbyist yeah. like you. Yeah, I'm just a hobbyist. No, I remember that office, though. That office was weird. That was weird. You go in there, it's one of those rooms where you go in there and you close the door and it's like, <laughs> and it's dead silent. And you're like, uh-oh. I went deaf in this room. Oh no. <laughs> I left the panels on my old office in the old house that we're selling just because when if, if they're not in there, it feels like a torture room and I feel like people wouldn't buy the house because they'd feel uncomfortable stepping in there. Yeah, sound deadening material definitely doesn't add to the torture vibe. Well, it's also like in a creepy no window basement area that's like tucked in back by the electric panel. So it just feels like it's away from everything. Where are you now? Are you in a creepy basement office? Yeah, aren't you in a new creepy tucked away back basement area? Yeah, but now I have a long dark hallway to get to my house. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Where that mysterious man just peered in before, that must have been really fun. Yeah, if anyone needs to go anywhere, I, I in the basement, furnace, water heater, electric panel, I see them. Normally, I know they're coming, though. It was very much a surprise when I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's my update. I don't know if I gave one, but... Uh, I, I probably have more terrible technology uh, takes that people are going to get really upset about. Do it, Ooh. yeah, boo, or yay, or something. <laughs> no, I don't have any terrible technology takes. It's only good one. <laughs> Stadia, coming back. Right? I wish. No, what I think, what I think happened is I, I believe that Google probably sold the Stadia business instead of just like compartmentalizing it because there's suddenly there's all these other services that are coming out, not only just Amazon with like Luna and stuff, but there's also like Netflix is getting into like streaming games and cloud gaming of some type. And I'm like, man, that's, that's so strange, but it would make sense that Google would just spin something off like that. But anyway, I, I don't want to get into that. That doesn't matter. Stadia was great and we all know it. That's it. I don't have anything else. Oh, okay. Lucky for you guys, 
since we love the small talk section so much. Today's topic is kind of like an extension of small talk. Hmm. Um, kind of. Big talk? Uh, today's topic is I want to talk about what makes a place feel like home to you. This is pretty topical for all of us because Wade and I uh, just recently moved not that long ago. And Mark, you have spent a lot of time not at your actual home, uh-huh. living in places, filming, doing stuff. I just want to talk about what what about a place makes it feel homey to you as opposed to just like a big room you're staying in or house you're staying in or whatever. Can I interrupt this topic with one more tangent before we get into that? Cause sure, sure. Usually, sure. usually before these episodes, I, I look up like some crazy news articles, right? Just to see if there's something that grabs my eye. I doubt there's anything more to this story, but there's a headline that just caught my eye. Poop spilled from semi-truck causes multiple crashes on Interstate 95. Shaky Joseph charged. Shaky <laughs> Joseph. I was like, gross but sad, but shaky Joseph. Hey boss, who should we have drive the poop trough? Should we have Steady James or Shaky <laughs> Joseph? Uh, we really need James driving the nuclear waste around, so <laughs> I guess give Shaky Joseph the poop truck. What's the worst that could happen? So his actual full name is Shaky Stevenson Joseph. That's his real name. That his is... last name is Joseph. His first name is Shaky. For last name Joseph, sure. I don't think that's common. Maybe it's more common than I'd think. Shaky as a first name? Yep. Man. Do you think maybe the parents were really nervous and they were like, they were shaking and they were like, stop shaking. You're going to mess up the name. And they like wrote shaky on accident. (laughs) Shaky Johnson, son of jitters and tremor Johnson or whatever. (laughs) Jeff, Jeff, what's his name? Joseph. Shaky Johnson, I feel like has other implications to it. Well, like what? What? What could be? That's a steadfast driver right there. 10 and 2, that guy. 2 on 10, that guy. That's that guy's. Shaky Johnson feels like like the C-real porn flick. The what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? Like, isn't the C-tier like a porn flick? Like lower class? Like, oh, I you thought you were talking like some VR service, like the C-real. I'm like, what? Sounds like a weird like VR sex service. Yeah, you know, the C-R Johnson. Or C-R, whatever, you guys talk. I hate talking. <laughs> I made a joke. It was kind of funny. We'll move on. You know what, Wade? Points for your weird VR sex business idea. Great job. Thanks, Bob. Back to you. Yeah. He's doing the finger thing again. Yeah, he's doing the finger thing. They call me steady. No. How do you like how do you like this? How do you like them apples? Huh? Well, Isn't it concerning? It depends. I've I've had a bad experience with that in the past. I would like people like listening and watching this to take a screenshot of Wade with you know, his fingers in the foam. Post it on the subreddit and then in the comments, let's discuss why this is off-putting. Because I think people would find it hard to articulate, but I think together we can probably explain why. Uh, don't grab your <laughs> wrist like that. That's even weirder. I gotta hold the mic. <laughs> I don't like any of this. It's worse. I don't know why, but I just, in my head, I was like, ooh, I want to make my arm like the Price is Right microphone. <laughs> really, really long and skinny. Oh, one... No, there's no foam on the Price is Right microphone. It's yeah. just naked, naked flesh. The middle. Anyway, back to you, Bob, in the studio. In the studio. Yeah. You know what, Mark? Since we're doing interludes, that reminded me. I saw a news story that I meant to bring up in Small Talk that I thought was really funny. It's just a quick thing, but I think it's maybe real. Maybe. Uh, so this person posted on Twitter that they crashed their Tesla. 
and insurance totaled it. So they like took away the wrecked car and that they thought that was it, right? This person was like, oh, that car is going to be whatever, recycled, scrapped, whatever. And, um, but they were still logged in to the Tesla. And with Teslas, you can like see where your car is on your phone and what its status is. And, uh, so this guy said, I, you know, this happened a while ago. My Tesla recently came back online and is currently, GPS says is currently located in Ukraine. And someone is currently listening to Drake on my still logged in Spotify account on my Tesla in the Ukraine. Fascinating. Do they take totaled cars from America and just like sell, fix them up and sell them elsewhere? Or cause like, I'm sure. Yeah. Why can't they just fix them here and we drive them? There's no way shipping a Tesla across the ocean to Eastern Europe and having it fixed and then selling it to someone, presumably at a very decreased price because it's a wrecked, totaled Tesla. What, just couldn't we just have kept that one here? And Is it possible it? it's not the whole car that they just took like parts out of it? Would that have unlogged it out or something? They would have to put it back into another Tesla, right? Or, or I guess if they just wanted to like, ah, Tesla, I can listen to Spotify on this. I think there are easier ways to do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if they could take that radio out, transport it and then plug that in. You can do that. You can take components out of Teslas to, to put in other ones. They don't like when people do that, but it totally works. But when you do that, if you break up the components, it's no longer the same car, right? So if you took out like the infotainment unit, but you didn't take like the GPS, it would be like, it wouldn't work quite the same. I don't know, maybe it would. I mean, given that like Tesla's underneath the soft plastic interiors are just cobbled together with duct tape and random parts, I don't think that there's any uh, certainty that if you pull out one piece, it wouldn't just forget everything or remember everything it ever did. So more likely, there's probably just some bulk, uh, like scrap dealer that shipped things out to some random location that was like, yeah, we'll take all of your crappy Teslas that you have piled up because that's what happens. Like these cars and, and these, not just Teslas, but like cars all over the world. You saw how like, um, in Syria, there were just Toyotas, someone's used car with their still, uh, company sign and phone number on it appeared in like an ISIS video, mm. a, one of their promotional videos, and they saw it and they started getting calls because it was on the news or like it was floating around YouTube. And it was somehow their old company truck made it to Syria and had a machine gun attached to the back of it. And they didn't even take off the, the logo. The secondhand market and the thirdhand market for anything exists. And it usually filters down to other countries in like the hierarchy of the world order or whatever you want to call it where there's a profit to be made there's a profit to be had yeah i guess it just seems crazy that that is profitable but i mean i i don't understand the world economy what would i have to say about it well maybe what we should do is get a bunch of cars like old crappy cars get distractible logos painted on them wreck them up with like sledgehammers give them to scrap dealers and just allow distractible to be freely promoted throughout the entire world you'll finally have the billboard you deserve mark that's great that's great I, i've always wanted distractible plastered on a few tanks well okay maybe not that specific instance but like just cruising around like i don't know italy or something be cool we should encourage all of the uh distractible listeners who crash their cars while listening to the podcast to, to donate them to us so that we could start our own crash car export business that really is the business there's got to be so many out there and people just like hoping that someone takes it away oh yeah no they want to be rid of that once a car touches anything curb 
Py pylon? Pylon? I just realized why this works. I totally just realized. Because, think of it, if you want junk removal, you either gotta find a buddy with a truck and, and take it to the dump, or you hire someone to take away your junk. That business is self-sustaining because not only are you paying them, they're getting money to take away your junk, they will go through your junk and then they will sell what is actually usable. And so, just so everyone knows out there, when you hire junk removal, they take your junk and they don't always just take it to the dump, they'll take it and they'll see what they can salvage. So that's why if you're throwing away anything with sensitive equipment, make sure you wipe your hard drives. Or physically remove them. Yes, that's also good. And then take a drill and go <laughs> To the person junking or to the hard drive? Uh, hard drive, yeah, hard drive. Yeah. I knew that was coming. Instructions unclear, dick caught in blender. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that Mark uh, distracted me and I distracted me, uh, the topic, what things make a place feel like home to you? Well, the I, one that I think is funny is for Mandy, um, she's kind of a drinks gremlin and like, it's not home unless Mandy has a nightstand with like a third of our house's entire collection of glasses on it. <laughs> That's just like the natural state of that. That means Mandy lives there and that makes it feel like home to me, even in hotels. Or whatever, you know, like, what do you, is, are there things you guys do or bring or whatever that, that make it feel like home to you? Um, I can go if you need to think for a minute, Mark. Yeah, it's tougher for me because, like, home is a nebulous concept for me, I suppose. Well, sure. That's true because you left Ohio and you've just never found home since. I get it. Yeah, well, sure. it's also just like I, I grew up in, like, the house that, you know, my stepmom is still in, but then... I like really my adult life started in my mom's house where it currently is. So that feels very much like home. So it's like it's but it's hard because both feel like I'm not sure. So I'd have to. Well, and it doesn't have to be a specific place either. But like, yeah, yeah, I got a piece of the elements of what that is yeah. um, just to figure it out. But yeah, you wait, you go first. So I think I've lived in nine different places in my life, which feels like a lot more than I thought it would be. I didn't think I'd moved that much, at least as an adult. I think when things start to feel like home. It takes a few things. One, spending enough time in the new place to where like you know where things are and your stuff is actually there. Knowing where all the light switches and things are. Because whenever you're like first moving into a place and you're like trying to figure out what the hell does what and you're trying to turn on like the kitchen light, but you actually turn on the garbage disposal like six times and scares the shit out of you, that kind of stuff. Um, but also knowing your surroundings, like knowing how to get to your house, knowing how to get to the places you like to frequent and things like that. Because once you're like lose that like stress or anxiety of like everything being new and not really knowing where anything is. Then I start. I think it starts to feel a lot more homely. The house we lived in before this took a little bit longer to adjust to. I don't know why. 
but I think it's because we didn't spend as much time in the house before fully moving in. Whereas this house, we had this office being built and some other contractor work being done. And I just had to be here a lot for different things. So it's like, I got comfortable in this house, just like waiting for furniture deliveries or waiting for this or getting this installed. And I got to spend some time here and then like slowly watch all of our stuff up here throughout it. So then by the time we actually made the full move, it was like, finally, we get to be home. Uh, whereas the last house, it was kind of just like move and done. Home? Uh, it, it's more, much more abrupt. So I think getting to know it all helps hmm. a lot. I feel that. Yeah, it's funny. Just last night, I was actually trying to remember my first childhood home. Um, the one where I had many escapades that ended up injuring myself. Um, and the one with the backyard where me and my brother probably killed that kid and buried the saw, by the way, which animation should be coming out very soon. <laughs> of that story is very good. Um, but I was trying to remember it because I was just like, you know, trying to remember what the basement looked like. And it was so weird because the number of memories that I have in that have reduced down to some very strange, unique moments to it that are when the space changed, right? Mm. So I remember uh, a specific memory in the in the back part of the unfinished basement was like this. The, there were boxes there for some reason. There was some Halloween stuff, and it wasn't Halloween. And I know this because we had a big glow in the dark skeleton, and I threw that, and and my <laughs> brother was like trying to spook me with it, and then he ended up closing the door and trapping me in that back unfinished basement. Whoops! I was not about that, so I like I freaked out. But because of that, I remember that basement very specifically in that layout with the boxes. And then that clashes with like a memory where when my dad was dating uh, the 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 lady that I shot in the face with a dart gun, <laughs> with a, with a yeah. sticky dart. Sure, sure. <laughs> sticky dart. Uh -huh. uh, there was this fridge full of like McDonald's like uh, single cheeseburgers because she would collect the Beanie Babies from McDonald's. And so she would order 10,000 Happy Meals. Yeah, uh, and so we had at McDonald's for a very long time, and we just like pop it in the microwave. Ah, meal done, easy. You couldn't tell how old they were; they stayed the same the entire time. Yeah, but despite all that, like the the memories are so at this point they're so distant and they're so focused on those one moments. I bet if I went back to that house, it wouldn't feel like home. It would feel like this weirdly separate part of myself where it's. I don't think it's necessarily nostalgia or fond memories that create like a feeling of home because I was starting to think that path because like it it really is like just because your memories are there when you get there there'll be this like dissonance there'll be a clash of like what you were imagining and what you see in front of your eyes especially from the perspective change of you just being bigger but when i go home to say my mom's house the main thing is not about like the house it's that my mom is there and like she's cooking always cooking she is legit always cooking yeah <laughs> always cooking <laughs> oh man you better not surprise her with company coming over because she'd be like i gotta go grocery shop this is ridiculous <laughs> can't believe you wouldn't tell me and then as soon as you guys would walk in the door she'd be walking out the door like ah, i gotta go god um but yeah no i think i think like for me it's not so much about like where it is i'm i have i have very fond feelings of my grandma's house in korea and that's because of all the like my aunts there and the smell of food so i think for me it's like it's very food based which is a very korean thing to say but it is it's it's just like the people there and like the cooking and like those things carry over from home to home because it's 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 like it's not about the home itself it's not about the building it's about like um the presence there i feel like if you went to someplace very alone it might feel like home but also that would be i think particular circumstances hmm. i think 
that also brings up the point of like whenever you move out of some place, what makes it difficult is the memories you have there. So one of the hard things about leaving our previous house, we obviously have a lot of good memories there because we were there for like five or six years. But um, the last time we got to hang out with Zombie, who passed away in person, was at the house. And like I, we remember like seeing him sitting like on our couch, like on his laptop and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, we're leaving that memory behind. So like there's also the people like that have entered and left your lives. If you have memories with them in a place that can make a place feel like home and it's harder to leave it behind. Um, or just the memories you make over time. The longer you're in a place, the more memories you have, like the harder it is to leave that because that feels more like home than a new home can for a while. No, it's funny. Both of you brought up stuff that definitely connects with me. Well, us. So we, we lived in California only for like four years, basically. But And we lived in two different places there. So we weren't in the place we just moved out of that long. But that was the house we lived in when James was born, mm-hmm. right? Like that's where we brought him home from the hospital to that house full of the grandparents were all in town. That's the first place he ever ate, you know, food and like, there's a very strong, even though it's, he's only yesterday, he turned eight months old. He's not even a year old yet. Like most of his life is connected to that place. So like, yeah, that's definitely a big uh, thing. Oh, and then Mark said something that I was also going to comment on, but now I forgot because I said Wade's thing first. But I was, I was so profound. I said so much. Mine was more memorable, clearly. The going, the going back to places. That's mm. what it was. So, so we just moved, right? We moved to Cincinnati, which is a place where Mandy grew up her entire life, and where I went to college. So, like a lot of formative years of my life took place in Cincinnati. So it feels, it feels like home, right? But we have been gone from this city living elsewhere for a decade. And coming back, I thought it would feel like back in the old home, like everything feels comfortable. And it feels super weird to be back here now. Everything is slightly different. Yeah. Although some of the stuff I remember is there, but it's not the same as it used to be. And there's a ton of new shit. And it's like, it doesn't feel like we came home to like a city that is home at all, even though it very much is, it feels like we're in a totally new place where there's a bunch of like ghosts of our past of like, we have these memories of another life when this used to be a different place and we were here. And now it, it feels, you know, now we have a, a baby. It feels like a whole other world. So it is like, it's crazy how that can feel being in an, like in your parents' basement after a long, you know, if you haven't been there for a long time or going back to an old house or whatever, like it's weird. And I think that's really interesting because I thought it would just feel, it's not like I feel uncomfortable here. Like I love the city and I know this place and I, where we're living was like an area i I kind of know already how to get to places, but it also the weirdness of it feels very like unhomey. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine 10 years being gone and coming back because even living here through some of the changes, our hometown where Mark and I went to the high school, Milford, there used to be a steak and shake over there. They're all closing. Yeah, they, they closed down the steak and shake years ago yeah. now, and it just sat there. The building sat there, so I kept waiting. I was like, someone's going to buy it up. They're going to open. Steak and Shake will be back eventually. And I think they, it's a bank now. So they tore down the Steak and Shake building and they built a bank there. And then like the bank that was like in a strip mall behind there is gone. Another one's gone. Do you ever just go into the bank and walk up to the counter and just be like, can I get a uh, Oreo milkshake <laughs> and like a patty melt with uh, no, no dressing? Uh, but ketchup. They're like, sir, do you have an account with us? I, I, I don't have an account with you. No, I, I just wanted a, a steak burger. Can I get a double steak burger? <laughs> I know you have them back there. 
<laughs> they just got in the back room a box. All right, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> For me, it's like I I think that those things are powerful, but they're like they're not what make a place home for me. For me, um, I guess it, probably the more useful side of this discussion is what you could do to make a place feel like home. Yeah, well, that's where I was going to go next, because I have a ah. couple things. I was about to say... I'm so in sync. I just, just you and I. Same wavelength. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Like this. <laughs> like this, you and I. Like this, yeah. Except for the fact that Bob moved back to Cincinnati and you didn't. I mean, he and I are on the same wavelength as far as where we live and where home is. Well, if you think about it, from the first time you requested that, it was like a four-year delay. So really, what wavelength are you on is kind of like a big offset. So whatever. It was pretty quick after the episode where the spin the wheel landed on move back to Ohio. Well, actually, we had a handshake deal that he was going to move back to Ohio. So that was before you. So No, yeah, he's right. It, <laughs> it, it, we, that happened because of Mark, not because of you. It was a handshake yeah, deal. Sorry. That's uh well I think you have the B-roll of that will if you could put that put that in right here Mark and I having that discussion. <laughs> but yeah no I, I we all know I'm very materialistic and um the I guess what what made this start for me is we're in this new house I showed earlier my office is basically a pile of boxes the whole house is the same as my office right now yesterday is when all this stuff got here so literally not a single box is even open but it's it starts to the thing for me that starts to make a place feel like start to feel like home is my technology and it's really stupid stuff but it's like I hate short phone charging cables, right? I like a long, like a six or a 10 foot cable so that you can use your phone while it's charging or you can set it somewhere convenient, that sort of stuff. And like, I, I'm really picky about um, Wi-Fi. I have a very nice router and I brought it with me. And then when I set that up, I replaced the one that the cable company gave us and set up my router with my Wi-Fi. Something about that where like, I have good consistent internet and Wi-Fi and everything like that starts to make it feel like home for me, which feels really stupid, but that's very much a thing. Having my technology set up the way I like it around me makes me feel more like, yeah, this is my space. Like it's mm. it's working better for me because it's set up the way I like to have it. Yeah, I could get that. For me, it's it's funny because the place I have the most memory that's like technology based is my mom's basement when I was like super in my World of Warcraft days. And that, that was, the, if I look back on that, to the asbestos tiles that are still there <laughs> really to the yeah to the floor down to the very back of this big part of the basement i don't know if you guys ever saw like down there like the long one, one. my desk was always way in the back in the in the far corner and it was just like just a storage hell it was just like random shit goes down there. i was like yeah this is this is my zone and if if i show the floor it's kind of storage hell and i'm curious if that's like just you're trying to capture the magic of your mom's basement filled with random junk feeling like your little home base area ah man maybe maybe but uh at the same time it's like yeah what do i do to make something feel like home because so much of my life has just been like it's it's assembled by convenience whatever is most convenient in the moment whereas like my mom's house even if it was chaos in the basement the rest of it is assembled with care yeah it's like kind of a chaotic care but there's definitely care there same with my stepmom's house and it's like i i not saying my house is is it hell escape of not caring because it's literally just there's a pile of tech there. The rest of it looks very nice. But it is just like, man, what do I do to make things home? And I realize like I'm not doing much of anything to like make it feel like home here. 
but it does. Is there anything that you feel like would ha- you wish you would do? Like uh, something in like the bathroom, some product or something, or like something that would connect you to, to your like family in Korea somehow? Or, I don't know, do you feel like you're missing anything? Does it feel like home? You've been in this place for a little while now, does it? But you haven't, you've you've had this house and lived in it, but also you've been filming things and not in the house for like- Yeah, a- but when I come back, it does feel a little bit like home, but not like going back to my mom's house, you know. It's, it is different. It's that nebulous thing. Ohio's where the heart is. Also, I said Korea, you know. My grandma's house in Korea feels very much like home. Ohio's where the heart is. <laughs> I, I think he's checked out. I think he must be watching Shakira. Wait, could you point to Korea on a globe? I don't have a globe, but if I pretend my head is one, here's North America, here's South America. <laughs> if I spin here, it's like right in this region. No, that's no, the wrong way, that's buddy. That's the wrong way. Unless this video's mirrored, I, I don't... Oh, it might be. Because if I go this way, this would be Europe and Africa, so I was just cutting it straight to... Okay, alright, okay. I thought, I really thought you thought Korea was in Africa there. I oh, like... <laughs> so I didn't know I was mirrored. That makes it awkward. That's strange, though, because for me, I'm not mirrored looking at my own video, but it's mirrored for you guys? Hold up your right hand, everybody. Interesting. Am I who's mirrored? I like you guys are both holding up what looks like your your video of yourself is not mirrored for you, but our video set okay. to each other is mirrored or vice or the opposite of that. But like uh, my video is different than your two. Yeah, because you both held up what looked like this. Yeah, whereas I was okay. So you did point to Africa. If this is your right, hold up your right hand, and you went. This is North America. Right? South America. Europe and Africa would be over here. I turned this way and went down like... Because Alaska would be over here. And then, you know, there's Russia, Asia, all that. Mark, I don't think I have the spatial cognition to figure out what is and is not correct about what's happening right now. Yeah, I... If if this is his right hand... If we're mirrored, then things are getting really confuckled. If this is his right hand, then the way I'm seeing him is not mirrored he's facing the camera with his correct right hand and therefore the orientation of the globe if this was north america it would need to spin this wave for it to be like the pacific ocean and then this would be where korea is whereas he went to africa but for me i'm not for me i'm doing what you did no the first i'm saying time. i'm looking at you right now if this is your right hand you pointed to africa i'm just saying what you did is exactly what i did for me and i know and that's wrong that's wrong because you and him are opposite on your screen but i'm going based off of your right hand to the north america which is the globe in the front facing if your right hand is here and you north america and you point to this side saying that that's you that's asia that's that ain't right. For everyone who's listening and not watching the episode, Mark and Wade are currently frantically pointing at parts of their heads and turning their heads left and right, back and forth, debating which which ear is Europe and which ear is Asia. What hand are you using to point to this your is my eye left with? Hand. I, left his hand. left hand. Clearly Wade's left hand with his wedding ring on it. So Florida's here. Across here's the Atlantic, which nope. makes this Europe and Africa. Nope. Over here is California and Alaska, which makes this the Pacific, and Asia's over here. The things you're saying are next to each other. I just feel like you're explaining it in in reverse of what it would be. Yeah, this is so, <laughs> so weird to me because I'm perfectly pictured. Are you sure about that? Mark, is having a globe something that would make your house feel more like a home? Is that what you mean? <laughs> Alaska and uh, Russia connect, like, right? With little... Isthmus or whatever it's called. But if that's his left hand, 
Career. Then all then the way I'm looking at you, if you're holding up your left hand, Will, can you just edit a globe on my head, please? I yeah. swear to God, if you're hold, if you're saying your hands are what your hands are, you are not pointing right, left. Yeah, you're not pointing to what you think you're pointing to. So Wade, I th- I have a guess here. You have to imagine that you're the globe, so we're looking at you. Okay, that's probably the problem. I'm using the image of me to describe it. California belongs under your right eye if we're Okay, that's over here. Because California is on the west coast, which if you're facing, if the map is facing away from your face, west. So here's the problem. I figured it out. I'm using the non-reflected image of me to describe this rather than my actual body. (laughs) So what I need to do, Will, put the globe on my head and flip it, because that's what I'm looking at. Why would you describe it that way? Because that's how I see it in my reflected image, and I can't just imagine my face. But we said you're a globe! Okay, Uh. let me do this without looking at my image. Here's North America. Here's South America. So this is the way you guys expect it to be, right? Yeah, a globe. Alaska should be here. Yeah. This would be Russia and Asia. This would be Europe and Africa. That's how you guys are seeing it that makes sense to you. Uh Whereas looking at the image is what made sense to me. Now Earth feels like home. I just find it fascinating. You were even able to look at your flipped image and reverse everything for yourself off of the image. That was really easy for me, actually. That is That seems backwards to me, too. I would have based it off of my own. That was actually easier for me to do than to think it through without looking at something. Weird. Because I could physically, like, looking at me, I could physically see the continents with my imagination on my face. It's like, obviously, it's here and here, and that would make Asia <laughs> over here. I could still see it. But for you guys and the whatever, and my actual head shape, yeah, it would be... For the whatever, we're just looking at you. You're this not- is harder to do with flip fucking images than you think. <laughs> because I thought looking at the image of me was the same way you were seeing me, so it was making more sense to do it that way, whereas, in fact, it was not. I don't feel like I understand what was happening any better. I just feel like... All right, Will, retrospectively, put Earth backwards on me so Bob can see, and then flip it whenever I realized what I was doing wrong to show how correct I was when I was wrong and right. (laughs) So home. (laughs) What do you do that makes a, a building or a room feel more like home? Having people not in the house working on shit, as soon as they're gone, it's like, okay, now it finally starting to feel like house again. The last two houses, I'd have my office built so we couldn't move in right away. And then this one, we had people working on stuff while we moved in. Having my bed in here, but we also have bought new furniture for this house. And slowly being here for all the furniture deliveries, it's like I was sitting on a couch that was delivered while waiting for another delivery one day. And it's like, okay, well, it's starting to feel like my couch because I've spent four hours here waiting for the person to show up to deliver the other stuff. And so like slowly as the house filled up for this house, it's like I had spent so much time in every room along the way that whenever we were finally fully moved in, Everything but my office pretty much already felt like home. Um, having our pictures, like we've got, I've got, my grandpa was a painter. So I've got like two pictures that he painted hanging up and um, Molly's grandpa also painted some stuff. So like different rooms have paintings that we've had in all of our houses so far. We have the same bed that we had, some of the same furniture and stuff. Like we brought furniture over, but we brought bought new like couches and stuff like that. So a mixture of having familiar things with some of the new things but also having spent a lot of time picking out the new things and then spent time with those waiting for other new things to show up. I think just that like slow transition of not everything just being here at once made it a lot easier to feel like home because we watched this place become what we wanted it to become. Hmm. 
It was like instantly home. It, this one was. The last house took a while. Like we we felt homesick for our previous house, which was a small little piece of shit house, but we felt really homesick for it for a lot a while. Hey, that was a fine house. Don't judge that house. Yeah. Hey. I don't think you guys ever saw the very first you did see the very first one because we did the the Christmas stream there or whatever oh yeah of course the one where tyler almost died because of- yes i mean i love that house but it was a small little piece of shit house i loved it but that's I mean, a it mean way to say it that was the first place you had fiber internet you were i was very jealous we did have fiber internet. we do know that did remind me of another thing for me though you know it's a big one for me is uh lexi being in a place because lexi is does not like moving she travels pretty well but she gets anxious that moment where she finally relaxes and like hops up on the couch and lays down and like takes a deep breath and chills out that always makes it feel a little bit more like home because it's like now she's okay now we're home and she's chilled out and that's good because she she likes traveling but she gets really uh worked up and like there's a limit we've had her on uh traveling to see family for like a whole month in a row once she almost lost her shit by the end of that that was like too long away from home but for like a for like a week or two week trip or something she does great but that's a the the, that's a big one for me it's funny you mentioned that presley moved in and he was himself right away he was excited to go explore in the new yard explore the house his tail was wagging he was happy as can be heaters took two or three days to adjust but ginger we actually had the dogs over at my mom's while we were moving like the day we were moving all the furniture in boxes because like having two dachshunds running around would just be in the way and i didn't want to lock them up so we brought them home and we took Ginger outside and I thought that something had happened to her at my mom's house. I thought she had broken her tail because she went outside to use the bathroom and her tail just like limply hung between her legs while she squatted instead of like curling up like it normally does. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then she went to like, poop, same thing. Tail's just like dangling there. And it's like, oh my God, she broke her tail. But it turns out it was just anxiety. I don't, I don't know what that means in a dog, but it was just like super anxiety. And she had that for two or three days. And then we took a day. Molly was like, well, what if we just take the dogs back to your mom's, a familiar place, let them hang out, run around with the other dogs. And we did that when we brought them home. And for some reason, after like spending a few hours at my mom's house, coming back to the same place again, she was completely different. It was like, oh, now this place is fine. And I don't know why, but that was, yeah, it was a huge sigh of relief whenever she was like raising her tail to use the bathroom and like wagging it again. That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that, but yeah, I mean that that's interesting. She she's like a high anxiety dog. Like I, you can tell that she gets like more stressed and more anxiety than like Presley's like dumb happy. I love him to death, but he's just like he would trot into like fire without realizing it was tail wagging. Whereas Ginger, like she hears a noise anywhere, and it's like the end of the world is approaching. You can tell she's like fearing for her life. Whereas Presley's just like a bear, better charge at it. And Ginger's like a leaf fell. I must go inside now, father. So very different dogs. You want to know how it caused like Chica the most distress she's ever ever felt in her life? Because she's not a very like stressed dog. She's very no, she's chill not. about <laughs> everything. But she was outside um, and it was like, you know, she was in a part of the yard where there was a gate that went right to the front. Um, so she was outside because she was sniffing in a bush and I tried to call her in because I was going to take him for a walk. And then um, she wasn't coming. She was looking for like a lizard or something. So I, I closed the door. And I go like, all right, I'm going to take Henry. And then as soon as the door closed, she goes, 
And then she sees me putting the harness on Henry and she comes up to the door like, oh! Just like, you know, like Sully and Monsters Inc. Like, oh, oh no! And so she gets more and more just like, no, what? And so as soon as I put the harness on Henry and I like take a leash, I'll be like, all right, bye. And I know the side gate's open so she could go around and just meet me out front. There's no problem with that. Uh, but as soon as I round the corner, I've never heard her do this where she goes, no! <laughs> no! Like no. literally sounded like her going, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> so I feel so bad, but I go out the front and I'm just waiting for her to figure it out and come around. And I just hear her still in the side yard going, no! No, 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 no! <laughs> And then I just call Chica, get over here. And she's like, just pause, like mid no, go, no. And then go <laughs> she is the most distressed I've ever heard. But I think that just goes to show that, like, you know, although to us, that's like, come on, the side yard is open, but it shows like some the mental faculties in some dogs and like the reason why there'd be anxiety of like, just like she feels like, oh no, I know what they're doing. They're going for a walk and it's like, I want that so bad and they're leaving me. He must not realize I'm here. <laughs> That's very mean, Mark. Good job. No, no, it wasn't mean. It was kind of mean. I felt bad. <laughs> Good talk. I that was that turned out way uh, differently than I thought. I thought we were going to talk about like, oh, well, I bring my favorite lotion and I bring this thing and I put it and I put it in every hotel room I stay in and it makes it smell like home or whatever. Mm -mm. We talked about way more wholesome, deep family stuff and you know, good. And I uh, picking a winner seems callous, but I'm going to do it. Good boy. What the. F did he just call you a good boy? Say it again, Daddy. Good boy. Yay. I said it to some of my friends that are here in town, and they, they cringe at it. And just to make them even more uncomfortable, Dana, who edits my stuff, whenever uh, JP was here, he, he absolutely hates when I say good boy. So I like patted her head. And I was like, good girl, Dana. And JP was like, you can't do that, you monster. <laughs> It is uncomfortable and weird. Yeah, that's extreme. That, very weird. That's very weird. Sounds like a thing I wouldn't enjoy seeing either. Um, but well, now that you're in Ohio, I can show you. Tell me again through your finger microphone, Daddy. Good boy. Back to you in the studio, Bob. Ah, oh, whatever. Uh, this bit is over. It was such a wholesome episode. It was. It was. A very it was and now it's not. Good episode. <laughs> oh, good viewer and/or listener. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, you both did such a great job with the topic um, that I feel like you ended up basically tied. But one of you earned points before we got into the topic. You're smiling like it was you, Mark, but I'm fairly certain I gave points to Wade. Well, that's a bit weird because I brought up Shaky Joe. So I don't recall giving any points for Shaky Joseph. I like how you said Shaky Joseph in a shaky voice. Because <laughs> I just sense, I sense an unfair wave of energy. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is going exactly where it's meant to. It does seem like his name should be Shaky Joe for short, but I don't think you shorten last names. That doesn't, that's not really a thing. And just for that, Mark, I'm definitely not giving you points for bringing up Shaky Joseph. But I didn't shorten it. 
You tried to, though. I could feel it in your soul. Joseph. But Wade shortened it. Didn't Wade just... Wade was the one that... Sh wasn't that just what happened? Then Wade shortened it? No, no. Isn't that what just happened? I said Joseph and he said Joe and you're punishing me for shortening it? I don't think so and or we're gaslighting you, but the answer is somewhere <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> Isn't that what just happened? <laughs> Have you guys seen that? I think it's a meme or a TikTok. You see that where a guy walks into the house and he just goes... I'm going to gaslight you. And from another room, you just hear a voice that's like, oh, don't do that. That's so mean. And then I was like, what are you talking about? And the voice in the other room is like, no, what? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gaslighting you, Mark. Wade wins! Yeah! <laughs> I don't even remember what reality was anymore, but uh, I feel like I was leading to saying that Wade wins, so that probably must be the right thing to have happened. Oh, it is. It is. Do you agree, Mark? I don't think it matters if I do or don't. No, it really doesn't. I was just prompting <laughs> you to speak. Um, you know what else you could say, Mark? You could give us a loser speech. You know, it's weird. The further we go into this, the more it both feels like winning and losing doesn't matter. And yet it feels horrendously unfair when you lose. It does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it's like winning almost doesn't feel like it matters, but losing feels like it should matter a lot. It feels like a punishment. It feels like the winner is picked by who could be snatched away from as a loser the most. <laughs> it's almost like... I enjoy that. Wade, winner speech? Thank you, Bob. Uh, I would like to say thank you for hosting a great, fun, and fair episode. Also, for those of you out there, be careful how you show globes. Mirrored cameras can make a big difference. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank God we got to the bottom of the great globe debacle. Also, thinking through whether I'm using uh, my reflected image or my actual image to uh, define the globe parameters made a big difference, too. So... Just uh, have spatial awareness and have uh, a, a consensus as to how you are globing. Uh, that's all for me. Thanks. Back to you. Globe safely. Got it. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for making this. Uh, I thought this was going to be goofy or I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but this was a very wholesome episode, except for all the stuff I said. And I appreciate that. You guys were very generous sharing personal things. I appreciate that. That's very nice. Thank you very much. And Wade did a slightly better job, so congratulations. Um, make sure you check out our merch, store.distractiblepodcast.com. There's probably definitely stuff in stock. I haven't looked, but it's the, it's there. Uh, check out Mark at Markiplier. Wade is Lord Minion 777 or Minion 777. My name is MySkerm. You might be able to spell it, but I wouldn't bet on it. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. And like we always say at the end of the thing, podcast out.